This podcast is intended for mature audiences and could be sensitive to some. Listener discretion is advised. The content you'll hear is based on our own experiences, opinions, and recollections. We worked as forensic scientists and investigated thousands of crime scenes between the three of us. We went to burglaries, homicides, and everything in between. If there was evidence to collect or document, we were your gals. All names and locations, including ours, have been left out or changed to protect the privacy of those involved. If you do know or learn these details, please be respectful to all involved and keep the information private. Incident assigned. Well, hello. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Incident Assigned. Sitting here with the Yellow Tape Trio. Hello. Favorite night. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. We are going to jump into a little bit lighter topic today because I will apologize. I kind of brought us down last last episode. It was a little heavy, so we're going to bring it back. It was <laughs> It was I was shook after that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you haven't listened, go back to 14. Serious business. Yes. Very, very serious. So we're going to lighten it up a little bit. We're going to bring you back, maybe have a few laughs. We are going to tell you a little bit about some things that happen on crime scenes that make it challenging to process Ugh. a crime scene. So many things. Yes. <laughs> These things happen and you're like, Ugh, why is this my job? This is so hard. <laughs> that's what we're gonna talk about today the not fun part sometimes or you know we all like a good challenge and a good puzzle so maybe it's interesting but at the time it's not i think it's more like damn it yeah this again we have to deal with this problem on top of doing our regular job making it harder yes just like fuck my life right now that's what we're talking about <laughs> exactly no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> pretty much can I go home? Can someone else do this? Perfectly said. Yes. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, that's such a cool job. Like, I bet it's so awesome. Everything, every day is like a dream come true. And you're like, actually, most days I'm just like, fuck my life. <laughs> so the first one is kind of an obvious one, but we'll start with the weather. We've talked about <laughs> the weather on other scenes already and other episodes. When you're dealing with crime scenes, you deal with weather a lot. Half of our scenes probably were outdoor if not more, or even the indoor burglaries, you're dealing with screens and the Mm -hmm. point of entry. So even if you had an indoor scene, there's typically a point of entry or something outside. Got to get in there somehow. (laughs) Or escape. A lot of exterior. Hanging out on rooftops. Weather's the worst. (laughs) Weather was a huge challenge. Whether it was snow or rain or the hot days (laughs) at night. Yeah, wind. At night, we didn't have as much of the hot days, but there was still hot going on. So the first one we'll start with is a shooting. And I was down there with a couple other trainees, and it was downtown. We got called to a scene of a shooting. We went, there was some casings out. I think it was sprinkling, and we started to put our evidence markers out. And then it started downpouring, like literally buckets of rain coming down so I held the umbrella for my trainee so she could take some photos but she was struggling because there was just water coming all the time (laughs) and it was taking her a little bit so 
I just said, well, you'll learn another time. I took the camera and away we went. We did not have time to do that. <laughs> and then I had another trainee collect and unload a gun for her first time under an umbrella because, you know, add some more pressure of different things and us all <laughs> huddled in a close little area. Oh, Way to yeah. stress them out when they're already stressed out, right? Yeah. Go, go, fast. I always tried to make things worst case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. When we did mock court and different things, I'm like, I'm going to make this your worst experience. That way when you do it alone later, you'll be like, this is so easy without mm-hmm. someone breathing down my neck and challenging me every step of the way and questioning every movement. You were so mean all the time. So mean. Yeah. <laughs> but look how good you became from it. It's great. I do remember some scenes we had where it is downpouring and you are literally like chasing some of your evidence because it's washing away down, you know, like down next to the curb where it goes to a sewer drain mm-hmm. and that's where all the yes. water runs and it just like you're either your evidence little cards or the evidence itself is like running down that little stream of water next to the curb and you're like, no. <laughs> yes. And it's like, well, I guess we're not DNAing this. Right. The officers often put paper cards over the casings mm-hmm. before we got there when they found them. Mm-hmm. So they put paper little tents over them before we got there with our evidence markers. And those are now pretty much melted laying on top of your casing. Oh, and it's like, well, there goes DNA. And there goes DNA because of all the rain, too. And what other DNA is in this water washing around? You can't confidently say that the DNA is from the shooter in this case or whoever loaded their hand with the gun. Yeah, that's yeah. when you just kind of do the best you can and this stuff is transient. You're going to lose it if you don't grab it. So you do the best you can to document it and swoop it up. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Kind of along those same lines, I had a windy scene and talk about washing away. This was like blowing away. So me and two other gals were at this scene and it was kind of a restaurant in the downtown area but behind it and next to it and behind it there was a huge concrete embankment with parking lot below so it almost looked like based on where the casings were that a person had maybe started in that parking lot below and was shooting as they're running up the embankment and that wasn't a homicide so it was just a shooting so we had just a ton of casings on this embankment so not only was it like gravity was against us but it was yes. the windiest day in history. It was so <laughs> horrible. And the gems were a little bit more sturdy. The green evidence markers. Right. Yep. They were a little bit sturdier. So we're like, okay, we're going to use those because so windy. More heavier, it, more weight to yeah. them. Didn't matter. These things, all you could hear was the sound of a rolling casing. The scraping. Uh-huh. Ding, 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 ding. It was like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking the evidence markers. Well, that too. <laughs> you know that sound of the... Them, you can hear them sliding down the street. And you yeah, turn around, uh-huh. and it's like, they've all moved. Uh-huh. Well, that would have been better in this situation. It's like, okay, we got mm-hmm. some pictures, and we could kind of tell where they were. I wish it was the sound of evidence markers. It was the sound of brass just, like, rolling. And we're like, we hope we can get all of these casings. So we're right. photographing in sections, picking up what we can photograph pick up we can all three of us doing it because you know how we always carried two cameras uh-huh. we ended up yeah. two people taking photos so we could just get it done faster it was Fast insane. efficient yeah that's nuts otherwise we're losing them <laughs> i had a wind scene as well with a trainee and she was trying to photo it was also downtown and when it's windy the streets become a wind tunnel oh, downtown's bad yeah it's just yeah. a wind tunnel 
And so that was at the time. I don't know if she had the gems with or what she, I mean, she was making decisions. She was kind of getting ready for testing. And so she grabbed the yums, the yellow ones, a little bit lighter, but there mm -hmm. are weights in that kit right. that the evidence markers are in. There's these little metal weights that you can attach to them. Yep. So she was putting the weights on them. Yep. Good try. And then she <laughs> oh, ran out of weights. No. And then she was taking the tools, like the wrenches no. and the chisels from their toolbox <laughs> that we used to tear apart things, and putting those on the evidence marker, under the evidence marker. They're also blowing. No so way. by the time she would get the last one marked, like the 15th one marked, the first three have now moved two feet. Oh, so she's adjusting no. those. Like, just and get I'm it watching done. her and I'm like, let's just go. It can be two feet away from the casing because you can't put it too close. Then when you're using tools that we use at all the crime scenes because we're going to DNA the casing. So you got to keep a little bit of distance. Yeah. It was crazy. And I was like, let's <laughs> let's move it. But it was one that she was just doing. And I was like, you got to be able to handle this and yeah, fight yeah. the wind. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be contaminating anything over there with the tools, that's no. for sure. Heck Absolutely. No. Those are gross. Yeah. Mm -mm. Oh my. Wind is horrible. You're trying to take a picture, pick something up and then like your hair's up in your chapstick and <laughs> get out of here with the wind. I can't. Right? Like we talked about with powder. Yeah. <laughs> Rather have my yeah. hair there than my powder. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. another challenge. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. I had a snow one where We've all had snow ones Tons, yeah. where there is a shooting. couple I've had where you get there and they say shots have been fired and then you're looking in the area. You're like, well, where, where, where were they fired? Where are the casings? And then you start to see little holes in a hard, yep. crusty snowbank <laughs> that you can walk on top of almost. And you're just guessing, well, it was a hot casing, so it probably melted down in there. So it's a big old guessing game of putting evidence markers over a hole in the snow and then later you'll fish it out and see if you're right and document as you go so you have no idea what you're marking just holes in the snowbank i feel like that's a learned thing that's a oh yeah a thing that you figure out after a while going to a bunch of shootings or shots fired yeah looking for those tiny holes because i feel like when i first started i didn't even process that DCCs would be warm. Right. That they would melt the snow. For whatever reason. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. Of course they are. But yeah. like, you don't really think about that. So yeah. Melt the snow right away. Yep. Just fall down. And then they're stuck in the side of the snow bank. Into a foot down there. And then you're yeah. digging, digging. Is this a casing or is this just a hole? Did ice chunk fall? Ugh. And the top of it's all crispy. I've had homicides like that. There was one where it was real cold. Like negative temperatures, especially with wind chill. And I had gloves on then my mittens and then I was trying to scoop it out but we were using trying to get gloves around them I'm not using just the regular gloves and then fishing them out with my hand I needed something else or my hands would have frozen like yeah regular like latex gloves yeah mm -hmm. and you gotta be careful too because once you see one hole and you start digging into it you have to be careful you don't collapse any other holes because it's impossible oh, to yeah. find them if you don't have the hole to tell you where it's at you know Oof. exactly then you're it's a painstakingly going layer by layer in that snowbank. No one wants yes. to be there. Nobody wants to do that. And then some of them don't all have casings because maybe it was something else. And you're just guessing based on the size of the hole. Mm -hmm. But I've had a scene where there's 20 in the snow or there's 10 in the snow where there's I've had a homicide where we're walking around looking for casings because it was right next to the sidewalk. The snowbank was over a fence. So we had to reach through the fence. It's like, son of a bitch. Come on. <laughs> I collected one of those wrench sockets once because it was right yes. in the middle of all the DCCs and packed with snow. I was like, yeah, found an extra one. Nope. Got nope. it back. It was a Good wrench try. socket. Mm -mm. Good Lord. Nope. 
Yeah, snow was for real. I think we can all say, fuck you, snow, because oh, man. it is a pain in the ass. It is cold. Your equipment will fail because it's too cold. You're jumping in and out of the van or the truck or whatever you have there because Susie got cold. So then little Johnny is going to jump in and they're going to swap <laughs> places because then right? you know they can warm up and the other one can do a work for a little bit. And then it's awful. Legit freezing to death. Oh my Legit. gosh. Legit or freezing. You're looking at your photos to do your sketch in the truck. I'm like, okay, oh, show yeah. me that photo of that area and I'm going to roughly sketch this out and get an idea of it. And then I'll go mark things real fast. Yeah. Or your batteries die, like you said, your equipment fails because mm. you can't do anything. And you're trying to take a photo and get your index finger on that trigger of the camera to take the picture. But it's through a giant mitten. And it's like you're pushing in an area trying to find that exact spot <laughs> just to take the photo. Yes. And then Ugh. active snow is a whole nother story. So not only oh, does Lord. snow yes. just kind of suck in general and ice because we've all slipped and fallen at crime scenes. But mm-hmm. if it's actively yep. snowing, that's a whole nother beast. I had a, a, ho- a sh- not a homicide. It was just a shooting and folks were inside the house and somebody came up just outside the kitchen window from outside and just shot into the window a couple times, hit somebody. But there were casings outside in the snow. So not only did we have footwear that we're trying to, to document, but we also had casings that were in the snow and it's actively snowing. So you're like, how fast oh, can man. I freaking do this before one, the footwear gets covered up by snow and two, the holes get covered up. So now I don't know where the casings are anymore. It's just challenging. It's no fun. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. an FML. We had a scene that it was the officer involved. So the officers had fired their taser at this suspect and then it snowed we went to collect the taser stuff and the taser evidence and this is where I then specialized in taser evidence because this ended up being a bigger deal but it snowed two inches while we were on scene whoa oh my (laughs) we changed the snow pants in the back of the truck and I had a trainee taking the video but all the time in the video all you hear is a <laughs> of us walking in our snow pants. And then you saw someone come out, and then they realized we're taking a video and they waved at us oh, out of no. their house because it was in the middle of the night. For the whole video, you can see it snowing. <laughs> the evidence is now underneath the snow because yep. we had to do the sketch, all the things. And it's taser evidence. It's wires and tiny confetti, like oh, paper hole gosh. punches, right? Yeah, no. the smallest. We knew where some stuff was. And then it's like, well, let's photo it, collect the evidence, and we'll take a video just showing where the evidence markers are because we're not sacrificing this evidence No. to mm-hmm. get the video. We'll place it in that. Some of those decisions you have to make due to circumstances and the scene challenges. Yeah. But my favorite part was that video in court when it was like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Well, but then your photos look like shit because the snow is coming down. It looks so bad. I yes. remember going through photos and just thinking, man. These look horrible. Because it would focus on the snow, so then the background, your evidence is blurry. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. automatically focusing, so you have to turn on the manual focus. And then your flash blows out all the snow, which is super <laughs> bright, but the rest of the scene is dark. So <laughs> photographing in the snow and rain, too, is no bueno. And cold breath. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes yes. it would catch yes. that, too. <laughs> you had to hold your breath or there'd be a yep. fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and new people would be like, what's this? I'm like, hold your breath next time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. These are the problems for sure. You learn so much. Right? And everyone's like, your job's so cool. You go do a negative 30 scene holding your breath while it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just run through a regular scene and like get it done in normal time. Everything yeah. takes two times as long. Yeah. 
actually, I hate today, actually. And I look so sexy in those snow pants. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the news comes and gets a photo of the marshmallow woman out here, you know, walking around. <laughs> in that snow pants. <laughs> and her 18 layers. And then people are like, were you on the news? It's so funny because I can picture it. <laughs> yeah. Marshmallow woman, here I come. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. So good. Good stuff. That's wow. how I felt. And that's probably how I looked. Mm-mm. Yeah, for sure. Weather's a thing, but we're not 90, so we'll stop talking about the weather. That's enough. <laughs> we just hated it that much. We really hated we'll it. We'll sprinkle it in every other episode, I promise you. Yeah. Don't worry. This is not the end. Correct. Not the beginning nor the end. But we will move on. We will move on. The next one is kind of some dangerous scenes where... I mean, like a fire scene, that's one thing where we'll have some stories that we'll touch on that are actual specific fire scenes. We're not going to give away all of the goodies right now, but fire scenes are very, very challenging to work. They're scary, too. Yes. Yeah, for multiple reasons, but because everything's mm-hmm. dark, it's hard to see where you're stepping. Photographing is hard. Unstable. And then obviously, <laughs> yeah, safety of the building. Mm-hmm. Wet, <laughs> usually. Yeah, from it, them spraying it down. Stinks, right? Yes. Lots of stuff we'll talk about. Other dangerous scenes would be bigger scenes where there was maybe a hostage situation or something like that where there was the SWAT teams called in or where there was a lot of police officers on scene. And then we end up using Bearcats. I don't know if everyone knows what a Bearcat is out there, but it's (laughs) the SWAT armored vehicle that they have. So I mentioned earlier, I think in the beginning, but Bearcats and Gas Masks was one of my scenes that they had Bearcats and this guy came out and he had ran in the house. They thought he was holding someone hostage and he wouldn't come out. I think he let the people go or they weren't in there, but he fired a shotgun at the Bearcat, at the officers in the SWAT, big armored Bearcat. Don't do that. And so then they brought in the robotic bobcat and tore the wall down they gassed the house whole deal then he climbed out a basement window and ran they got him in custody a block away (laughs) and he ran holding a bible because that's what i would take but he ran so when they got him in custody we had to go photograph where he was in custody tackled in the snow and (laughs) there was a bible interesting but he hunkered down in the basement and put mattresses and everything up against the doors he was barricading himself in it was just him at the end and we had to go in but they had gassed it so we had to wear gas masks which obviously complicates things the worst worst. your vision you can't see to your sides it's almost like wearing the beer goggles where things are a little bit off and so you're trying to sketch and instead of like moving your eyeballs up and down it's moving your whole head up down Mm -hmm. and holding a flashlight and don't touch anything because there's that gas everywhere so if you get it on your clothes then you're taking it home with you so any evidence you collect it's like Ugh, oh, my Lanta. Can't even breathe. If you're claustrophobic, no. don't even think about it because no, it's don't even. so horrible to be in a gas mask. I never actually had to use one at a scene, but every year we had to do dang gas mask fit testing where you like yes. stand there, shake your head, recite this poem, make sure it fits well, which is great if we had to use them. And I know some yes. people did, but it was pretty rare, I feel like, that we would have to. 
We actually had another scene that you and I were at right. and yep. we got called to. We were in the neighborhood with, I think it was us two and two other trainees. Yep. And they had gassed the house to get someone out because they were refusing to come out. I don't quite remember the situation on that. Me neither. But we go in and we try and collect anything that was put there, left behind by officers. So if there's any gas canisters, we try and collect some of that stuff or anything that was used, which also stunk up the van and you wanted to seal those out because that's not great to bring back. Yep. But we were out on other scenes and we don't bring our gas masks with us everywhere we go. And so it was the great debate of do we go back and get our gas masks? They had broken out the windows. The doors were open by shooting them out with the gas canisters is how they broke out the windows. Yep. And the investigators were in there sitting at a kitchen table with a notepad, writing notes. Other people were in there like, it's fine. You don't need them. (laughs) Let's just go do it really quick. It was like the morning where we were wanting to go home. So I looked at you and we went back to the back of the truck and it was just two of us. Yeah. I remember and what then, happened. Do you remember what happened? Yep. Yeah, I do. She looked at me and she said, I can't go in. And I was like, girl, slacker. I cannot go into this scene. Wink, wink. And I was trying to be really fast and quiet. And I was like, probably, I don't know, four weeks pregnant or something. <laughs> Oh, no. I was yes. so newly pregnant. Too dangerous. Just taking a pregnancy test. We had decided, okay, we can do this without gas masks. We'll go in and check it out. We are out in the alley behind this house. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Everyone in agreement. She's real quiet, not saying anything. We're all going to forego in, just do as fast as we can. Divide and conquer. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm not going I was like, in. Shit, 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 shit. How do I tell her? So we tell the trainees that. And she's just looking at me. And I'm just like, why are you being such a wuss? Come on. <laughs> so unlike me. I usually would just right? do whatever. Usually yeah. you'd be in there. You're like, I'm not happy about this, but let's do it. Yeah. want to fucking go home. want to yes. get out of here. Exactly. Let's do it. So it was the two of us by the back of the truck. So then I was like, I'm pregnant. So now pivot. We can't tell anyone else there. Yep. <laughs> Actually, why don't you go back to the office and get our gas master, do something. You know what actually happened? I remember this vividly. Yeah. You were like, Nah, nah, guys, this is cool. It's no big deal. Since we don't have our gas mask, I'm just going to do it by myself. (laughs) I don't want you guys to get exposed. It's not that big a deal. I'm just going to hammer it out. And we sat, all three of us, in the truck while you did it yourself. See, I was a good supervisor and trainer. Way to be a mom. Yeah. Just momming. Momming hard. You were my mom for sure. Taking care of my crew. (laughs) And then I felt so fucking awkward. Because you were like, mm-hmm. we're going to go and we're going to do this. And then three seconds later, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I got it. <laughs> I'll take care <laughs> nah, of this. I don't need any of you. I got this. And the trainees were probably like, well, we want to experience things. And and why is she being mean and not letting us come along? I'm probably yeah. like, nope, you three sit in the truck. Because how can you be like, you I do go. remember going in by myself. Yeah. I guess you could have taken them. But also, yeah. you can get it done way faster without the trainees in there. So it's like, if it's yeah, not that's super probably safe, it too. just get in, get out, yeah. bing, bing, boom, right. and be done with it, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's probably how I pitched it then. But I'll never forget I do remember that. going in myself. I don't remember pitching it that way. I believe I did it. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. I remember going in and doing it all by myself because I was like, okay, how do I say just she's not going to come in? Yeah. Everyone else come, but I'm going to stay in the truck. So. But you stay out. Yeah. 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 That ain't happening. Well, some other precarious scenes and situations that you find yourself in on the scene of a crime is when those damn criminals are just little fucking spider monkeys. <laughs> they be getting in to all the places. I mean, we I know we talked about the bad decision in the scene where we <laughs> crawled up on the table in the garbage. We've talked about that a couple of times. 
But it goes way beyond that. We had burglaries of businesses where they crawled in the fucking roof in the ventilation and yep. they crawling through that like you see in the movies and that shit it really happened and that how are we supposed to get in there and process that now or they go and they hide up there like yes. before the business closes they go and they hide in the drop ceiling they go hide oh, yeah. in there or in a cabinet seen them hide in the panels and then they wait for the business to close and lock up then they crawl out burglarize a place and then we have another breakout situation because they got to get out or unlock the door yeah like what are they doing we had one on the roof where i don't know maybe you were there with me but this person came in through the ventilation it was like the back room of almost like a pizza parlor i don't know anyway they dropped down and where they dropped in where we had to process was so far up so then you're like well where's a step stool what can i climb up on (laughs) hoist somebody on your shoulders do we get the ladder from the truck? Yeah, I've had several where they've crawled in a coffee shop, like Starbucks. They break in through those roof fence and like, escape hatches. Yes. Coffee shops all no. the time. Like, what? Yeah, get out of here. Get Businesses, out of here. for sure. Obviously, this is a business. Yeah, all yeah. business Problem. stuff for <laughs> Most of the spider monkeys, most of them mm-hmm. are business related. Yes. Or like bars across the windows that they squeeze yeah. through. We've talked about that before. They're, it's everywhere. No, <laughs> everywhere. We went through a phase where they... People were constantly stealing copper piping. Remember oh. that phase? Everywhere you went yes. to, it was like, no, you got to go process all the piping in the entire th- place because they were so trying bad. to take all of the piping. And in these abandoned homes that are full of cobwebs, and yes. like, they would go into that. abandoned or old houses that were empty and vacant and just cut out all the copper piping. Sometimes the water was still on, but it was just like, please stop. Or massive warehouses. <laughs> Because how many fingerprints did you guys get off of copper pipes? Goose egg. Uh, Negative. Goose egg. Negative prints were found in (laughs) copper pipes. Turns out they're not a good surface. Horrible. Turns out. Wasted a lot of powder. Especially when they're covered in spider webs. Yeah. And dust from 17 years of being there and not touched. Because no one touches them regularly. Mm -hmm. Well, even so, I had a sad one where it was a brand new school. Oh. And it hadn't opened yet. But they came in and stole all the copper piping. So it was brand new. Sometimes you could almost see a fingerprint on it. I don't know if you guys had that where it kind of looked like it. But processing, nah. You ain't getting anything on that. No luck. No. No. Those scenes are the worst because you can never get to the spot you want to get to. And if you can, you're sitting in cobwebs. No, thank you. Or to see the backside (laughs) of it. All the piping is along the ceiling or whatever. And so how do you see the top of it? So you yeah. got to like get your head up there in the floor trusses and all the spider webs and your head is up there. It's like, no, should have had one of those <laughs> mirrors with an angle that you can look back on like the dentist have to look at your teeth. At <laughs> yeah, should have had one of those tools. One of those yes. in the stocking stuffer. Yeah. More, more stocking stuffer ideas. There right. you go. Oh, yes. Very challenging. Those were the worst. Similar to that when we were talking about being in cobwebs and stuff. Every single time we were at a scene, you always had to worry about bugs. Ugh, like hate bugs. Spiders. Of all different types. And yes, just disgustingness. I mean, not every scene, but there were a lot of scenes that scenes. immediately you were like, whoa. I remember being at one scene for hours and hours and hours and hours. And then we got back to the office and the investigator told us, oh, yeah, that whole family has lice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we were like in the in the closets, digging through everything. I immediately went and got like the 
preventative lice shampoo. I did that a couple of times, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And bed bugs. Ugh. I wonder if Mike Groh's ever done dirty jobs on crime scenes. Oh, he can do that. He should. It's disgusting. I mean, Shout out to you, Mike Rowe. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Rowe, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> Call us up. But there is so many, too, with cockroaches. And Aww. eventually, in certain situations, they're not afraid of any anymore. You shine their light, and they come to you. Or they just are Don't all care. around in there. On the light switch thing hanging down by your head, someone had one of those, or they're just everywhere scurrying across everything, and they ain't scared. (laughs) They come towards you. I was just going to say roaches, like cockroaches. They were for real. I had one scene. I will never forget it. I was walking through a galley kitchen. We were it was a search warrant for a home. I was walking through the galley kitchen and we were opening up the cabinets in the kitchen to search for stuff. And I opened one set of cabinets and these fucking roaches darted at my face. It was like, <gasps> no man, they were like attack mode. And I jumped so yep. far that I hit my back on the back side of the counters. I legit <laughs> jumped at yep. least 18 Gross. inches, maybe two feet behind me. And I railed my back on the counter. It's not even that it was roaches. It's that something came at you out of a cupboard, <laughs> partially, but also well, roaches don't help. I think it was both. <laughs> both. But just the fact that you open a cupboard door and something comes at you. That would be terrifying. It's not normal. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how much can I focus on what I'm here to do when I'm just literally thinking about avoiding every bug that is in this location? Because I not like bugs. And when they're everywhere, and then if you step in them, you worry about the eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the bed bugs. <laughs> yeah. And the all the little traps, animal traps, like roach traps and stuff we had in our lab, because someone's mm. inevitably going to bring mm-hmm. them back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-mm-mm. Cockroaches, bed bugs. Someone will tell us usually if there's bed bugs, hopefully. They tell you after you yep. leave. <laughs> Sometimes you don't like, know. like, hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you, you look and see them running across the bed. Like, I guess those crime scene shoes are staying in the garage for a couple weeks or whatever. Soak them in bleach when we get back. For real. No. Gross. Well, one last topic of scene challenges for crime scene folks is when there are people and crowds and there is a whole lot of hubbub going on around your scene. Mm. Every time. Every single time. I've had a homicide in a parking lot where we had the body there and there was on one side of the parking lot was a privacy, like a wood privacy fence, but one board was missing. And so we'd look over and there would be faces stacked up like friends, the show friends they come through the door. Like there's faces stacked up watching us. So then we have someone stand in front of it or put something in front of it. And then... They figure out who the victim is, and then they're trying to climb over to come and hug and say goodbye to their brother or whatever. It's just you have to divide and conquer and put officers everywhere. It's not like a perimeter. It's not an intersection. It's not a sidewalk. They just come at you from everywhere. If you're outside a apartment building or something with a stairwell, you're blocking one. They'll find another stairwell to come through, or they'll come up and go to the window right above and open the windows and look down, and they're just... They're pretty determined to get in, and everyone wants to see that body. And you know what? When a crime happens, I just want everyone to know that that is the exact time that your dog also has to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. The amount of people that have to take their dog out (laughs) or for a walk or whatever 
when there is a scene what's going on over there it's 4 a.m but my dog really needs to go to the bathroom yes, yes. well you've seen the meme of someone like vacuuming their front yard right like, exactly. oh, my neighbors are arguing and there's someone vacuuming their front yard it's like people find any reason to be out yes. near it and sneaking around houses running down the alley and we're trying to do our job already let alone play defense and try to be respectful of this body so not everyone's getting pictures of them seeing them no one needs to see that we're trying to be respectful and help them but can you help us out just a little bit? Yes. It's like reverse hide and seek where we're trying to hide. Sometimes it's sad, though. I've had plenty of scenes where the grieving family or the mom or someone yes. is trying to be with their loved one. One in particular that we'll talk about, our next two-parter, My Life Changer, that yes. one had an insane amount of people rush the scene to try to be with their loved one and we'll talk about mm -hmm. that but man some of those are heart-wrenching when you hear the moms crying and all that oh and we understand and we feel you but that's also why yes. we're so protective of those scenes like one we're trying to protect the integrity of the scene and also the privacy of that victim and that exactly like, no one needs to see that yeah we understand that they want to see their loved one, but mm -hmm. we need to protect the integrity of the scene and be respectful of that as well. It's difficult on all accounts. Like you said, when they are crying and everyone's mm -hmm. there, it's awkward. It's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awkward yeah. when then when you walk by with the medical examiner with them on a gurney and officers yeah. are holding them back. It's just, it's heart-wrenching. It's so sad. 100%. hate so that sad. part. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of along the same lines of people walking their dogs. People always have to come out. It's like gawker pee time mm -hmm. for their dogs. <laughs> Is people driving through scenes. Oh, There's yeah. tape up, but people just drive right through. Like it's hard sometimes to keep people out of the scenes, whether they're walking or driving. People just drive right through yeah. that tape. Get out of here. Partially yeah. they don't see it, but I think sometimes they don't care. They're daydreaming, doing whatever. I had one where a, I think we talked about earlier, where there was someone in a wheelchair, you guys mentioned hit by a car. And at that one, it was on a busier road that was a higher speed limit. And the officer went between two light poles at the end of the intersection. And it was like a six-foot privacy fence. I think he used two whole rolls of crime scene tape because they were coming 50, 55 <laughs> wow. down that. And we got there. We're like, what happened? So we had to hop the curb to get there and go the wrong way. He's like, three cars have already come through. Not happening again. Oh, my Whoa. It was the best crime scene tape job I've ever seen for a PI or a personal injury where someone got hit by a car. I was like, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, you're lucky that you mm -hmm. had them block off a street like that. I was at plenty of scenes where you have to get a shot or maybe the road isn't quite part of the scene. But your partner, you're like, watch my back really quick because I need to run out in yes. the middle of the street mm -hmm. and take a picture this way or that way. And... It is terrifying, especially us at night. People can't really see you very well. We were wearing reflective gear, but I had a scene where it was a real busy road and I ran out in front and the person that was watching my back Me. ended up like, was it you? I was like, yep. I cannot remember who it was, but you like <laughs> slammed your fist on their car. The hood of their car. We were like, we are taking photos here. They got so close to you. Because they stopped and I was shining my flashlight like, you need to wait, you need to wait. I put my hands up. I was yep. waving my arms. They stopped and then they would come forward a foot. Come forward yes. a foot. Come forward a foot. And I backed up and we were probably butt to butt. Like I'm watching your back. You're photoing. Yep. 
And this lady continued to come forward oh to the gosh. fact where I could just reach out my arm and slam it on her hood. And was I was so like, scary. we are taking photographs. You need to stop. There's police cars everywhere. But I reached out and slammed my fist down yeah. because two more feet and she would have hit us. And I was like, we are not yep. moving. Also, there's evidence here. So then I uh. yelled at some cops to come over and take care of this. Yeah, because they were still kind of letting traffic through there a little bit. But we're like, OK, mm-hmm. stop for a minute. We need to take a couple photographs. So we we're kind of holding it up. Right. We need to get a different angle. So we need to go out there real quick. Traffic can typically go by, but we need to go real quick. And this was a drunken driving. I don't remember yep. if someone had died or was seriously injured. I just remember there being a bunch of booze bottles. Yeah, inside the car. I can't believe mm-hmm. that was you. Yep. I totally forgot that. <laughs> you started telling me. I was like, ooh, I know who did that. <laughs> I was very new. Of course I got your back, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Mama to the rescue. Yeah, I just vividly remember you just being like, wha-bam, like, stop. Yeah, and everyone turned around. That's what officers notice. And I was like, over here now. Hello. Get over here and help. Yeah, because yeah. typically that's the officer's job is to scene security. Make sure we're okay and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're on a different busy road than the actual yeah. scene was taking place on. So Ugh. Yep. Mm-hmm. can I just say that some people are so dumb, so dumb. Why are people so irresponsible sometimes? Stop driving up in here. You see us standing here. Get out of here. You see a person in front of you. Right. A million flashing lights and someone in the middle of the road waving their arms. Yeah. Clearly there's something happening. I'm not saying get closer. Just a little bit closer. (laughs) Just a little bit closer. She would stop. You weren't like wave. Wave her in. Air traffic control. And I'm flashing my flashlight in their eyes because that's what you do, right? Or use a strobe to get their attention. She just kept coming closer. That being new. She knew what she was doing. She knew it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I need to get through, please. Excuse me. Rude. I'm like, no. Someone died here, ma'am. Ma'am. Exactly. Get away. Oh. Good Lord. Before yes. we tow your car for interfering with the crime scene. <laughs> I would say that's probably one of our biggest challenges was people. Mm-hmm. Yes. In a parking lot, I talked about the one at the beginning, the very beginning with the pouring rain. Yeah. In bar clothes, shooting downtown <gasps> in parking lots. Everyone needs to get their cars. It's bar closing, and we want them to go home. We want them to get their cars and go home. I want you to get the hell out of my way. (laughs) Exactly. Please go home. Get the F out. Uh, And so officers figure out which car is yours, and they come and ask us, can they take their car? Is there evidence around it? And then they escort them to their car, and then they drive out. We lift the tape up for them. And it's just a whole hub of blue, and your photos, everyone is different because there's a different number of cars in them. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to hold all of these people up. Otherwise, they're going to be standing around the perimeter watching you and or trying to sneak in and get their cars. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with the scene. No, it's just at bar close. Obviously, if it had something to do with it, we would make right. them stay. Yeah. We just roped off the whole parking lot. Exactly. Their car happened to be in it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's also trying to manage people while you're trying to do all the other things we describe we have to do in scenes. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Scene yeah. challenges. People. Anyone else jealous now of our jobs? <laughs> Want to go that's do a, that? It's <laughs> the best job ever. Let us tell you. Let us tell you. Oh, it was. We loved it. A lot of great times, but mm-hmm. challenging. Yes. And as we've said in other times, we can laugh about it and reminisce on it. But during the time, oh, yeah. <laughs> no bueno, not fun. No. Mm-mm. Anger yeah. ensued. Immediate anger. 100%. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for coming along with us today on these little little tidbit stories that we had for you. So fun. 
Hope you enjoyed it and got some laughs with us. We like to lighten things up every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Laughing like a hyena today. So. <laughs> That's my favorite. Let's take that in. Never change. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Instant Assigned. Make sure you let us know all your questions and feedback at hello at yellowtapetrio.com. Send us all your goodies. And then make sure to come back in two weeks and find us for the next one. Because every scene has a story, and the next one is a game changer for me. Ooh. (laughs) Sign me up. Can't wait. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Incident Assigned, the Yellow Tape Trio. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast, and don't forget to rate and review us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Incident Assigned, the Yellow Tape Trio. If you have questions, comments, or would like to share your own stories from behind the yellow tape, check out our website, yellowtapetrio.com, or email us at hello at yellowtapetrio.com. We would love to hear from you. While you're on our website, don't forget to swing by our merch shop and pick up some goodies. Don't miss our next episode where we dig into some more exciting crime scenes because every scene has a story.